0: Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode ninety, recorded October twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And in honor of spooky season,
1: <laughs> when you say it like that, I almost start to think it's like a seasoning, um, like you know, oh, there's the season salt, and here's the. The the pumpkin spice and oh the spooky season. <laughs> Sorry. Um
0: yes. Point honors, is yeah. we are we are airing some uh, some additional skeletons out of our respective movie closets. Uh yes. particularly focusing on some some uh horror and or Halloween themed features.
1: Yes, yes. This is everybody like Tim and I have watched a lot of movies, but we haven't seen everything because that's impossible.
0: Nobody's seen and, everything.
1: Yep, and even even guys like Tim and I have have our blind spots and some things we feel bad about not having gotten around to so we uh we have emerged from our atomic bunkers to <laughs> deal with these skeletons so sorry we took a little bit of a break but we're back so let's let's talk about let's dig into the crypt and pull out some stuff
0: okay so um for for me I'm going to start with the most recent and we'll okay. we'll work backward from there
1: oh i like that okay
0: uh, for, for mine, at least, I, I think this, this works better. So, in, uh, in 1993...
1: Thirty years ago.
0: Thirty years, which is really weird to think about sometimes. Yeah. Uh, this, this little movie hit theaters like a flaming sack of what's-it. In July. In July, yeah. yeah. Figure this. I sure can't. I couldn't figure it at the time, either. I had no particular interest in watching this movie, I thought the TV spots and the trailers looked like, well, something very, very not impressive.
1: And let's remember that Tim is a child at this time. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like a sub-ten-year-old he thought this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was not impressed. This mm-hmm. didn't look like anything I wanted to see. However... In the years since, this movie has ended up having a textbook long tail. It found Mm -hmm. a massive cult audience on home video and has been beloved by countless people ever since. I didn't really know why. It's like, okay, I should probably actually watch this at some point. Starring Kathy Najimy, Sarah Jessica Parker, and top-billed Bette Midler, Hocus Pocus.
1: Mm-hmm. And Omri Katz from from Matinee earlier this year. Yeah,
0: yeah, Omri Katz and uh, Doug Jones. Actually, was, I
1: think Omri Katz. Yeah, I think Matinee was 1993
0: too, wasn't it? God, I can't remember. I think it was. Um, it was, it, was, it, was, it was, was pretty close to time. Yeah, if it was, yeah, yeah. right, right around yeah. this time. So yeah. yeah. So um, Omri
1: had a good year. Nice, He, good he did.
0: He did. So this is a pretty pretty basic plot. Pretty basic <laughs> characters. There are some witches who were hanged for witchcraft, three hundred years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And on Halloween night, some some doofus does something, and they're brought back from the grave, and chaos ensues. Maybe a little bit of hilarity if we're lucky. Um, uh, on Halloween, don't
1: forget it's Halloween.
0: On, on, on Halloween, no yeah. less. And well, because I think that's
1: a big part of the the yeah, the yeah. love.
0: Yeah, yeah, on, on, on Halloween night. So this 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 is a Halloween movie and it's fairly safe and family friendly. It's a PG. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know, not not for the youngest youngest kids, maybe, but you know if, if you got kids and they're old enough to be, you know, actually watching movies, this is probably fine. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, Tim is. Tim is already prepared for the ire. It's okay. Um, I am.
0: I am. Yeah. I, I. Hey, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. This is mine, having now watched this movie. It's fine. You've you've got some mm-hmm. really solid actors who are totally game and you know really hamming it up and clearly having a good time, not just phoning it in. You know, apart from you know maybe the the parents, but that's kind of the point to those characters yeah, in this Rocko. movie yeah,
1: yeah a poorly written disney parents never gasp yeah Who
0: who'da thunk yeah the, the the characters the story are all really really paper thin it's basically a series of kind of disney channel original movie sort of set pieces
1: ah yes but this is 1993 so so i mean I, the so, disney
0: channel did exist it did but... but the disney channel original movie did not
1: yeah it's like or if they were they were very very minimal this would have been a disney night uh, what was it a disney wonderful of world week. of disney wonderful yeah. world of disney that yeah. was it it would have been a wonderful world of disney episode yeah
0: except that they had some top tier talent and somehow they got a, a little bit more money thrown at it so there's yep. there's some production value there's some early work by pixar and the special effects mm-hmm. uh for for the cg stuff and it's it's fine it's it's I, just I love I,
1: this. Just like, it's fine. And like, I, I'm not going to like, I'm not begrudging you. It's just funny the way you're saying it. Um. Yeah.
0: I, 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 I don't know how else really to describe this. It's like, okay. Like, like I said, a lot of the performers are having fun. You know, Bette Midler is, is totally camping it up.
1: Uh, I just realized you, you talk about this the same way I talk about in and out cheeseburgers. They're yeah. they're they're fine. It's not yeah. bad. I yeah. don't understand why people love them so much.
0: <laughs> no, and <laughs> right. I, 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 I kinda don't, apart from you know, this this being some people when they were kids of a of yeah, a certain age seeing this and this being kind of that first thing for them and it being sort of a nostalgia deal now.
1: And there aren't a lot of Halloween specific Halloween movies. I think no. that's some of it. Um and millennials there's a uh, you're wrong about has a really a really good podcast um, episode called um, Halloween is Millennial Christmas, <laughs> and I think that a lot of the origins of that is during that is when because of Hocus Pocus coming out, <laughs> like I think yeah a big part of that. Um, but yeah, this movie like. I mean, I like it. It's like, I've enjoyed it. Like, I saw it. I saw it in the theaters as a kid and liked it. Um, and speaking of those trailers, like, those trailers have footage that's not in the movie. And that's how I first learned about that that was a thing, that that, that could happen. Um, but there are some, I agree that it is very much a Wonderful World of Disney movie that got more money. Like, um, But that doesn't mean it sucks. I mean, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it, it's it, fun it, it for what it is. I, yeah. I
0: don't, there's there's nothing in it I can really say, yeah, this this is awful and I hate it. There's yeah. just not enough to really make me love it. It's, you you've, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, Bette Midler and and Sarah Jessica Parker and 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 Cavin like
1: Kathy, she's Kathy no slaps in this movie. No, yeah.
0: no, she she certainly is not. And you know, Doug mm-hmm. Jones, you know, famous for doing creature work in, in Doug his, Jones, man. Yeah, earlier We roles saw The here.
1: Hunchback of Notre Dame with him. Yeah. We
0: did. We did. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um yeah, and you know, he's he's good here, but none of them are really elevating the material. It the, the material remains what it is.
1: Doug Jones is actually probably my favorite part of it. Yeah. And I think yeah, he's, this, he's,
0: I think he's the most amusing out of out of anything yeah. going on in the movie, to be honest.
1: And I think the funny thing is, is like I think I think Nick Garris wrote it. Um Nick Garris would do a lot of like um uh Stephen King adaptations for for miniseries and stuff. I mean, he's a horror director on on to his own merits as well. And um like and he was in the thriller video. And so I see a lot of of thriller zombie in Oh Billy. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do how do you feel about the talking cat that is not voiced by the same person who, was transformed into the it becomes no. James Marsden, but it's like played by a different person. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
1: meh, meh. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, so that was that was some fairly early, uh, for you know, feature film CG work going mm-hmm. on there, and has not aged well. It, it's it's not terrible if you you look yeah, at you it just, kind of it just looks like early 90s CG, yeah, it, like, yeah. it, it fits with the rest of the movie it all very much looks like okay yeah this this was all produced at this mm-hmm. point in in time okay yeah it, it's meh
1: i think the thing that perplexes me the most in the movie although it's sort of a fun little moment is when the the sanderson sisters meet um gary marshall and his sister playing his wife i think Are they playing a married couple? Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was a
0: weird bit of scenes there Mm because it was, it was broken up. They didn't do that all at once because you Mm -hmm. you cut away to the, the kids and their shenanigans a bit here and there in between. Yeah. That, that whole sequence was weird. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, only like I didn't, as when I was a kid, like I didn't realize that they were brother and sister in real life um, until, until much later. And I was like, that's an odd thing to do hmm yeah the the thing the pluses i will give the movie is that it is very much a really good halloween vibe if there's anything it has like an a plus on it's that it really captures like what halloween is supposed to be like and joy and stuff yeah um, i partic- I particularly like the scene where Katz goes up to who he thinks is a cop and tells what's going on and like and then the and it just turns out it's a guy dressed up as a cop for halloween like yep. Like, I just, I love that dynamic, is that, like, you know, no one is what they seem on Halloween, and, like, it's, it has, like, a lot of neat Halloween-ness to it. But at the same time, I don't know. It's, like, it's, it's, I'm with you. It's, like, I mean, I like it, but it's not as amazing as I think people think it is. But nostalgia is, is uh, quite the drug.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, you know, having not seen this as a kid, I I think, had I seen it then i probably would have been less favorable to it than i am being now it's like, oh yeah. there's, there's nothing really bad here there's just nothing really all that good or not not good enough <laughs> in my mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's i it's I, I get fine. it it's like
1: it's a it's a perfectly good halloween party movie though yeah
0: yeah it's yeah. It's, it's it's got that vibe and it's it's mm-hmm. you know kind of you know kid friendly it's, it's
1: yeah yeah, the the R rated equivalent I feel is uh, Michael Doherty's Trick or, Trick or Treat, hmm. which is a anthology movie that you know is that takes place on Halloween but also has a similar Halloween vibe just you know with gore, gore and bad language and and uh, and werewolf women and such and uh, so like that one like I I often wonder like how many people love Trick or Treat that. Got into Halloween because of like Hocus Pocus, and then also now love like I, I wonder about the through line on that one. So
0: yeah i i I'd, I'd be curious about that myself actually. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I you know no no real objections here, but I also don't feel a need to ever watch it again.
1: hmm Yeah. No, I get it. I get. It. I haven't watched it in years because I, well, I guess I just watched Trick or Treat instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this is yeah, I, I'll 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 say B minus just because mm-hmm. you do have some some kind of top shelf sort of talent in it giving it Mm. you know a a decent go
1: yeah it's like i'd say it's kind of like a b movie for me because i do think it really gets the the it gets a really interesting halloween vibe that i think every millennial has been striving towards since so just chasing that halloween high yo (laughs) so keeping on the theme of witches although there aren't any actual witches in this movie um so there is so I, I'm not exactly lacking in this, but I'm a big horror person, so my skeletons are different from Tim's skeletons, and I, there is a, there's like a sub that I haven't really seen too much of, and oddly, I guess Hocus Pocus could technically qualify as this, is, is a thing called folk horror, um, which is like rural, isolationist, like, folklore-ridden kind of horror And, uh, you know, often eldritch witch stuff is what comes up the most with these kind of things. But, you know, even something like Candyman is technically a folk horror thing because it's dealing with an urban legend in an isolated, in an an isolated place. So, like, um, but anyway, so folk horror, there is an unholy trilogy of folk horror, and that is the Wicker Man, Hmm. Witchmaster General, and the Blood on Satan's Claw. Everyone in the horror community got together and decided they're all made by the same studio and they're all come out around the same time and they all deal with witches and and cults and such. So I so this year I finally got around, despite owning this movie on Blu-ray for years, like over a decade, I believe. I finally got around to watching Witchmaster General with Vincent Price. I had seen The Wicker Man a long time ago, and then Wicker Man's really awesome. It's got Christopher Lee in it, and it's like one of the better Christopher Lee performances. And this is and Witchmaster General is probably like it's it's probably top three vincent price performances to be honest and apparently him and the director uh, michael reeves had like a bad relationship because vincent wanted a vincent because he'd been doing horror movies like this for so long um but reeves wanted him to like take it back and take it back and take it back and like they got pretty contentious and it wasn't until he until price started seeing the dailies that he was like oh this is actually like this is working this is this is Okay, cool. And, okay, and so like okay. even he thought even he thought it was one of his best performances. And so witch Master General is about um Vincent Price, who is that's a, he's he's the or like yeah, he's uh no, no I keep saying witch master, sorry, it's it's actually witch finder general. Um this is part of the problem, is that I kept putting it down as witch master when it's actually witch finder. <laughs> so he is a witch finder. Um, so he goes from town to town, trying accusing w- accusing women and burning them at the stake. In in most cases, so there's actually like a fair amount of interesting things about uh, misogyny and that the whole thing that usually goes with the witches stuff is is in there, and that's you know that's which is pretty progressive for a movie that came out in the mid '70s or the the early '70s, and it's it's really interesting because we when because it was it was made by this studio in England called Tygon and then. A.I.P. in America took it up, but they wanted to kind of, like, get it connected with the Edgar Allan Poe movies. Mm -hmm. So they put this, like, (laughs) they put a Poe poem at the beginning and at the end, um, and uh, renamed it the, and this is the poem they used to, they renamed it The Conqueror Worm, and, like, had to do some editing. And, uh, like, my first exposure to this was as The Conqueror Worm, and I had seen, like, the trailer for it as such, and it looked kind of, like, dull. And, but finally sitting down and watching it it's like actually it's super interesting but you know a lot of ways it's it's a horror film but it's also kind of a historical drama too because it's about vincent price like being evil and and you know accusing people for personal gain and stuff like that but it's definitely worth checking out and uh, if if only for the vincent price performance it is very much one of his bests I don't like if I was going to give it a great, a a grade, it's probably kind of like on a B. It's not amazing, but it's pretty good. It's not as good as the Wicker Man, but it was better than the Blood on Satan's Claw. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. That yeah. on Holy Trilogy.
1: Blood on Satan's Claw has a better title called Satan's Skin. Um, in, in, in it, it, plot wise, that's a better title. Um, Blood on Satan's Claw has got a better marquee value to it, I guess, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a little, little more panache.
1: A little more panache. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Witchfinder General, um, which okay. I probably called Witchmaster a couple of accidental times, but yes, Witchfinder General. <laughs>
0: Go check it <that> out. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh So my my next one, I'm, I'm getting some big ones this year, folks. Mm-hmm. From 1980, Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah, one of the, the big iconic slasher franchises. This is the first one. I haven't seen any of the others, and until just the last couple of weeks here as we record i had not seen this one either
1: mm-hmm. the one with kevin bacon y'all yep.
0: yep yep just uh just a little bit of bacon before he gets cooked
1: yep uh yes yes or skewered rather but yes yes <laughs> yes um so this is uh this is this is this movie is almost is is 43 years old and mm-hmm. so I don't mm-hmm. feel bad, um, but did you already know about the ending when you when you watched it
0: so I did um, For okay. a handful of reasons uh, mm-hmm. and if if I hadn't uh, a Skeleton I aired last year uh, Oh, yeah scream, scream. Yeah would have done it for me mm-hmm. So that said even knowing that they they nailed the the kind of mysterious unknown vibe of of a, of a who done it and you know what's actually going on here and who's responsible and and such you know up until the reveal it's very very shadowy and and you know you don't really see anything of of who's actually doing this apart from you know a couple of shots all right so there's 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 like a, a hiking boot or or something or so, some, okay
1: or, or Tom Savini's hand.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah yeah so you know, just just tiny little bits like that and very little of of those no this this is very effective it's very well crafted for what it is it's you know that the characters here are also pretty thin but it works better here because it it just throws you right into it it's like okay you, 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 you know everything you need to know about the situation before things start happening and mm. and when they do it's that's all that really matters and there's there's some solid suspense and, and, and tension about you know what's what's gonna happen and and you know who might be next and all of that. So yeah, this is uh for for movies of this kind, it's it's not hard to see why this one became such an icon. Yeah. Um and somewhat less fortunately spawned a franchise. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Then the and, and I and there are sequels in that franchise that I that I do like. I actually really like Part Two. That's that I, Part Two. I think is actually one of the scarier ones because it's like Baghead Jason. Mm. And and Part Four is like when you think of a Friday the Thirteenth movie, you're probably thinking of like a Part Four esque movie. And Jason Lives, which is number six, is actually pretty fun. But that one's kind of meta and knows. But the yeah those <laughs> yeah like I don't know if you're gonna watch a Friday the Thirteenth movie if you want to watch. The first one. Watch the first one because it's great. Watch the second one because it's kind of fun. Um, If you want to just, if you don't want to watch, if you don't want to put that much effort in, but want to know what's going on, watch part four. And if you become a fan, then watch part six. But uh, (laughs) and then the other series, if you so desire. Um, But I have a hard time singing their praises. But they are consistent. At least I'll I'll go that way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, the thing I like about the first one is the it does have a really neat like atmosphere to it and i like i dig the summer campness of it all the the funny thing is like that movie is trying to cash in on halloween i mean Mm -hmm. even like they like they how they even drummed up money to see if anyone would be interested in this is they just put an added variety that said friday the 13th coming soon they didn't have a script they didn't even have an idea yet Mm -hmm. and so sean s cunningham just wanted to see if you could drum up interest with just that and he did and and uh and so, and then, and that's, and, and that's what happened. The I think that although this movie is cashing in on Halloween, I think every subsequent slasher is basically trying to be Friday the Thirteenth. So yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Seems seems to be the case. I mean, there mm-hmm. there are others, you know, like you know, Halloween, and mm-hmm. you know, so you, you get your Michael Myers. That's a different kind of a slasher than than mm-hmm. this is. It's still a slasher, but yeah, this this feels you know somehow more more grounded than Mm -hmm. uh, I I think a lot of the others, and from what I gather, way, way more than basically any of the sequels.
1: Correct. There's actually a fan theory that the Jason in the first four movie, or the the first, like it's a different Jason for the first four movies. So there's Mm -hmm. like drowned kid Jason, who is actually Jason, and then there's like some random guy who just takes on the concept of Jason in the second one, and then the third guy who, keep in mind that like, part two and part three are actually supposed to be like really close to each other timeline wise. Hmm. Um, And he loses his hair in between there and like part three and four are the same weekend. So it's not even Friday the 13th when part four is happening. (laughs) So, but like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, There's, there's a lot of timeline problems with, with Friday the 13th, but, but yeah, now that you have, now that you have seen the, the, the three of the top tier OG slasher franchises, um, I don't know like uh, so what's the, you know, what would you pick like would you go like you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw I guess but the thing is like Texas That's Chainsaw Massacre well here's the thing so like um, in like the layer cake of horror films most there's a pretty big consistence consistence that the top three franchises are Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween
0: mm. so yeah, taken on their own mm-hmm. uh, you know disregarding sequels yeah. franchises yeah, yeah, yeah. reboots spin-off any of that yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, I, I i think this one is probably the best example mm. for for me personally. I found this the most okay. effective.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, uh, Halloween, you know, fairly close second. I'd I'd say Nightmare on Elm Street has some some decent stuff going, and some other stuff that I felt didn't work quite as well. So.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I think I'm kind of like like Halloween. I think is the best first movie. Um, with the exception mm-hmm. of maybe Chainsaw Massacre, is, like, cause, like, there's a lot of just really good film craft going on in the first, in the first Halloween movie. Not that there's, like, bad yeah. craft going on yeah. in the other ones, it's just, like, there's some, like, some superb stuff that Carpenter is doing. Yeah, there um, is. Friday the 13th is actually, like, a super good, just straight-up horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good at that, but, um nightmare on elm street it's like it's that one's more the imagination involved and the way that franchise goes like makes like that one ends up being like a favorite franchise of those three for me but that one's very much reliant on the other sequels like like two and three and and new nightmare or like you know like they're they're not you know those friday the 13th sequels that i mentioned aren't quite as good as those sequels <laughs> so like that's that's kind of where that that kind of goes there so i don't know it's like it's it's complicated yeah yeah nice yeah yeah so well I guess what kind of grade would you give it
0: Uh so in in my mind this kind of movie you know there might be a rare exception that mm. that breaks this ceiling but this this is okay you can go kind of up or down from a B I I would call this like a B plus I'd say Yeah
1: Yeah that sounds about that's I'm am I'm, I'm kind of on that too if only because, like, I don't think it does anything particularly innovative, but it does do. Like I said, it's like it's cashing yeah. in on Halloween, yeah. Um, the, the but things it's it doing does, that it really very well. well. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. not breaking um, a lot of ground. It's just very well executed.
1: Yeah. Whereas, like Elm Street is, it's literally its own thing. Like it's yeah. doing. Like I mean, it's teenagers are being slashed, but that's about the only consider. That's the only <laughs> thing that's really being kept together. Um, well, and there's the boogeyman factor. I guess that's kind of a thing that happens with uh with a. With Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, but uh, yeah. All right, so for me, uh, the other skeleton I wanted to air out is, so there's a movie that I really like that I often like to watch in October called Terror in the Isles. It is a compilation movie where Donald Pleasence and Nancy Allen are in a movie theater and they just kind of show you clips from various horror films from the 70s and 80s. And, um, and one, some of the 60s. Like, actually, they go pretty far back. But, um, and I have seen most of the movies that are in the clips there. Like, it took me a long time to find Vice Squad to watch and, like, and things. And actually, my favorite version of Die Hard, um, a movie called Nighthawks with Sylvester Stallone and <laughs> and Billy D. Williams and Rutger Hauer, like, is a, is featured heavily in that. But the movie that I, that was featured a lot in Terror Niles I had never gotten around to watching, was uh, When a Stranger Calls, and this is the, although this had been used before in Black Christmas, but this is probably the more famous, or the, the movie people think of when they think of the babysitter and the caller urban legend, okay, where, okay. you know, a babysitter is like, you know, staying with the children, she has not seen the children that night, uh, they, they were already in bed when she comes when she when she comes to take the gig and in the middle of the night she gets a phone call that's you know a creepy guy on the end of the line saying have you checked the children and and of course this gets like this goes back and forth for a while um she eventually calls the cops and then the cops says all right okay so what you'll need to do is uh keep him on the line a little bit the next time he calls you and then we'll we'll try to trace the call which by the way, we now do this automatically. <laughs> and I think back then it actually wasn't that complicated, but they make it seem complicated. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she talks to them for a little while, and then the cops call back. You can do you get out of the house that's coming from inside the house. Um, and so, like, he's up there. And, and depending on the versions of the story, he's already killed the children or not. And in this version of the story, he does kill the children. And so the first 20 minutes of the movie is basically, like, that short story with Carol Kane... Um, that that urban legend with carol Kane playing the the babysitter and then it becomes charles charles dearney's movie for a little bit where he's the cop um and they they catch like they catch the killer automatically and they put him in jail and then there's like 40 minutes of movie that's like charles dearney's private detective story where he's actually the guy has served his time in the in the, in the, he doesn't go to prison because he's declared insane, and so, like, he serves his time um, in the hospital, and then he's let out, and then so he, the father of the murdered children like, wants Charles Durning to find him, and, you know, deal with it. And so, we then have this kind of cat and mouse thing where we actually see the, the, the killer, like, being out and about, and Charles Durning trying to find him, and eventually he finds Carol Kane again, because she's become this, like, big deal, mm. and... Like, there's, like, he finds, like, a newspaper article about her, and so he finds to kind of get the one that got away or something, and, you know, Shades of Halloween, I guess. And and then, so then Carol Kane shows. So when Carol Kane's in the movie, it's actually pretty great. Um, <laughs> Charles Deering doesn't suck. It's just that story's not as interesting. <laughs> So it's it's kind of weird. It's like the first twenty minutes of the movie and the last twenty minutes of the movie are is actually pretty good, but the like jeering sandwich in the middle is is not so great. Um, so like that one that one's kind of like a, a C plus for me. But I have to admit, it's like an A plus first act is the thing. So you can also the same director did a did a short film called The Sitter, which you can find on YouTube. So if you if you just want basically the same idea with without Carol Kane, um, you can go look that up. So, yeah, that, that was, that was my skeleton. And I felt really like I've for, I've been trying to watch this movie for like 10 years. I just never got around to it. I was like, <laughs> hey, you should really watch this.
0: Yeah. So phones, yeah. phones actually didn't work like that even then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the No, whole, no, yeah. uh,
0: un, un, unless, you know, the, 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 owners were, you know, like super rich and somehow had two lines in a time when that was completely unheard of. They did have two. Li- that's
1: the thing. They did have two lines. Okay. Like that is, okay. that is part of the, that is part of the thing. So like that that is literally a plot point in this one. And in in Black Christmas they actually they do and from what I understand like they kind of always knew who was connected to who like they never really have to trace a call from what I understand. Yeah. yeah. But in in Black Christmas they do a pretty good they they do the same thing where it's like uh, keep him on the line and we'll try to figure out where he is. But they have they cut to someone at the phone company looking to find the connection. Like so they even though it's not a real thing, they're at least <laughs> making the effort to like show yeah. why it could take a take a long time. Yeah. So like yeah, it's yeah. I mean like, and I think it's I, I watched it on YouTube. Whether or not it's supposed to be on YouTube right now, I don't know. But I mean, it's you know, it's not bad. Yeah. I, okay. i had fun. Okay. I was glad I finally watched it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, where did you grade that one?
1: Oh, uh, I, I, oh, yeah, it's like a C plus movie. Okay. <laughs> but okay. the, but the uh, but the first twenty minutes is like is like A caliber.
0: Okay. So all right so uh last for me this time around uh not least but last from 1973 this this is one that uh had a lot of buzz at the time Mm -hmm. and uh and kept it for many years to come the exorcist
1: um was kind of the only like for a long time the last undisputable horror film to be nominated for best picture until get out um I, I say undisputable because I kind of lean towards *Science of the Lambs* being called a horror film, but uh, but some people yeah. some people have some people have problems with that, and and I'll acknowledge that that controversy exists. I disagree, yeah, there's, but I'll acknowledge there's, that there's it room exists. for
0: discussion on that <laughs> yeah, one. But yeah. there's there there's a lot of you know horror element to it, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, this this one is straight horror it's a uh, yeah without as, quite. undisputable yeah. yeah 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 as as the title suggests it's it's religious horror mm-hmm. and yeah in a lot of ways that that makes it kind of kind of scarier uh and mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of you know really really impressive particularly for the time practical practical effects yeah it's, it's, wow you know how how did they do that it it looks very very credible
1: mm-hmm yeah, and, I, and this also has some of my favorite kind of like, you know, meta or subtextual casting of having Max von Sydow, you know, a mm. you know, a man who famously played Jesus Christ, to come be the titular exorcist to come deal with the problem. Like, mm-hmm. it is so bad. Jesus Christ himself has to come and, <laughs> and fight Satan in this. And it's not actually Satan, but it's a, but that's a later. Yeah. that's a, I think that's a development that comes up later in the movie. It's Pazuzu, I don't think, is said at all in the first movie, so.
0: It is not, and it... Yeah, a couple of different points. It is suggested that it is not a demon; it is the devil himself mm-hmm. in in this movie. So yep. yeah, again, you know, disregarding any sequels, spinoffs, etc. Yeah.
1: And you watch the theatrical one, not the version you haven't seen, director's cut or whatever.
0: Uh, yes, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. and and that's
1: my preferred one, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. The, so uh,
0: apart from perhaps uh, the the aspect ratio, this was the movie as it was in 73 in theaters
1: yep it's uh no it's a great the first time i saw that movie i was like 12 or 13 and it might have been with joe bob briggs um i'm not i'm not 100 sure it was on tnt uh, but hmm. i don't know if it had joe bob segments or not and i found it pretty effective edited for cable all by myself with my 13 inch tv <laughs> um but uh yeah the the movie is very effective still, I think. So. Yeah,
0: and for for a little bit, it looks like it's, okay. You you kind of wonder. Even in '73, did this earn the yard? And it's like, oh, okay, about a third oh. of the way through, it's oh, there it is.
1: They had to fight for it, um, probably yeah. because of the, the scene you're thinking of. About a third of the way into there,
0: it, yeah. there 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 are a couple of scenes where it's like yeah. okay, they're they're right there if nothing else before. But yeah, there 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 were there was some language. Prior to mm-hmm. to those bits, it's like okay, yeah, yeah, probably right there would would have done it. But yeah, there are some extremely R rated bits in this movie, mm-hmm. and as I was, I was kind of you know half away from you know being an audience member and a little bit more you know being you know sort of a sort of a critic if I can call myself mm-hmm. a critic, yeah, amateurs. <laughs> but yeah, sort of looking at it from that meta perspective, it's like okay, where's where's that bit? Cause I, you know, mm-hmm. I know some of this stuff is coming and yeah. all right, all right. All right. And a
1: lot of it's been parodied. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Loads yeah. of it. And okay. Mm-hmm. So some of that makes more sense now as, as a, a cultural reference to mm-hmm. me than it did before. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. So they're, they're doing the exorcist bit. All right. Now I've, now I've seen the, the William Friedkin original and mm-hmm. all right. That, the that recently, makes a little more sense.
1: Recently departed William Friedkin it's uh it's actually like i think this is the movie he followed up the french connection with so that's like he's like he wins like best picture and then follows up with this and it's like just as big of a deal yeah yeah i think adjusted for inflation it was the highest grossing horror film until it chapter one okay i think interesting yeah, yeah i think it held like like I mean, dozens of movies would beat the the record, but adjusted for inflation, I think The Exorcist had it for a really mm. long time, and like, and then I think it Chapter One, if it like it got really close to beating it, if it didn't beat it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I'm a big fan. Um, I think it's it's, I, it's. not a movie I watch regularly <laughs> um, for for reasons, um, <laughs> but it's uh, but no, it's it's really good. It is a classic for a reason and yeah it gets under your skin and i really like jeremy miller in it um, mm-hmm. i think he's really a pulitzer prize winner jeremy miller and uh and uh, ellen birdston is in it and yes we know a sequel to it has just come out but i i am i will never like i will never <laughs> recommend people watch any exorcist sequel <laughs> um because remember i was talking about the like i the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has got some dog sequels, but The Exorcist Two is so bad, guys. <laughs> like, like it is so bad. Like, and I liked The Exorcist Three, but it wasn't supposed to be an Exorcist sequel. So it was like it was supposed to be this other thing. And then yeah. there's the Ninth Configuration, which is more of a spin-off movie, and that one's actually pretty good. But yeah, anything that actually says the Exorcist thing after it, <laughs> like I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's hard for me to recommend. No offense yeah. to Paul Schrader, but yeah.
0: So. Um, yeah i for for my own reasons i'm mm. not that much of a, a horror guy you yeah know, even, yeah even around halloween it's like okay i've got a, a handful of things that you know we we did an episode about that several years ago so these, yeah. these are sort of our, our halloween go-tos that i
1: believe our first podcast was was that
0: <laughs> um. yeah uh so you know go go check that out i mostly stand by that uh mm. so i'm not going to be revisiting you know friday the 13th or the exorcist probably anytime soon you know Maybe not for years, but having seen them, I can appreciate them for what they are. And okay, yeah, this this is a, a good example of what it is. It does very well what it sets out to do. So this is, a, a, again, you know, where horror has sort of a, a baseline B for me, and if it's good, it can go up from there, and if not, it can go down, but that's sort of its default. This is kind of an A-minus. Uh, yeah, I, I, I give
1: it a, yeah. Flat a. Um, yeah there's there's some 70s things to it that you know but, yeah I mean, it's a, a little stuff. bit yeah but yeah like it, if it, it's the flaws it has to be is because it's a movie from the 70s and we, we don't do those things anymore <laughs> like that that's that's where it is for me but yeah
0: yeah and there there are there are some little things like that it's like okay this this is how they made movies in the 70s and where you know okay that was maybe questionable even then but it's it's you know, just how it is. So,
1: yeah. And, uh, and this was like, this was the perfect October to watch a Friday the 13th movie as we had a Friday the 13th this October. So yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Although I, I did not actually get to watch it on Friday the 13th due to, you know, personal circumstance, but
1: yeah, it happens. Yeah. It does. Yep. So, and then, okay. So my last skeleton is, so I was trying to, when we, uh, what did, when we talked about the day the earth stood still, I brought up the, the first song from Rocky horror, um, uh, mm-hmm. science fiction double, feature. double feature. And yep. I have been trying, like, and I, I feel like as a film nerd, a cult film guy, as a Rocky Horror fan, I should see all the movies mentioned in that song. And I have only got, like, one left, and uh, that's When Worlds Collide. But this year, I finally got around to watching Day of the Triffids. Uh, it's based off a book. Um, it's a mostly British production, um, though it has some Americans in it, and it's about, there is some, so, so apparently in the book, These are they're unrelated Probably um, there is a meteor shower that happens that everyone in the world watches, and everyone becomes blind because of it because something about it does something to the octave nerve. And during that during that meteor meteor shower, a bunch of like space spores come, and we get triffids. And triffids are a plant that are con- <clears throat> that are carnivorous and mobile, so they will uproot themselves and. Put out this like poisonous thing to kind of like to kill you and then eat you. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so has got to eat. Yeah, yeah these uh, Triffitt's got to eat, and so there. It's there. The early in the movie, we see a guy like walk around like London with no one around because everyone's at home blind. And it's very and it was a an influence on uh, Twenty Eight Days Later um Hmm. like the the same imagery from the beginning of 28 days later is like borrowed in day of the triffids or sorry is borrowed from day of the triffids and so but it's just about people dealing with this (laughs) problem this problem like first like the first chunk of the movie is like dealing with with everyone being blind and we have a few people that just happen to not be blind because they were unable to see the media shower and so they're the ones trying to solve the problem or trying to just navigate the world in this case and so like that in its of its own is like kind of an interesting concept i mean like how would that affect things and, and and then add triffids to it add these carnivorous plants that are out to eat us and well to it is very it's interesting it's kind of cheesy the like you can watch it on tubi it's free but the transfer looks really waxy um it's kind of disappointing in that regard like it looks really cruddy but i was glad to finally watch it my only the thing i learned though is like it really highlighted the fact that science fiction double feature has a lot of lyrics that don't actually make sense um, Mm -hmm. to the movies they're referencing because Jeanette Scott is in this movie, but she does not actually fight a Trifid um <laughs> she uh the, the guy she's like hooked up with like the, her husband character is like he fights the trippets. she's just there screaming because it's a 60s movie and we don't allow women to fight back then right um, which is which is its own problem but yeah um and then but then it made me realize that there's like all these other things that like you know brad and janet do not fight androids uh dr x doesn't actually build a creature dr <laughs> x is like dr x is just a guy he's not even the evil he's not even the villain in dr x um mm-hmm. so like, yeah it's so just like a random i mean leo g Carroll is kind of over a barrel when tarantula takes to the hills i think mean, oh, no that happens um, like i think i guess yeah, no but, that's most most yeah. of
0: those lyrics it's just okay here's here's a nod in this direction whether that's what actually happened in the movie or not
1: yeah, yeah, and well, and you know, Flash Gordon was in black and white, so who knows about the state of his underwear?
0: Uh, I mean, you yeah, know, e- even in black and white, you could you could see sort of metallic sheen. You know, I suppose you know, yeah, yeah, where where yeah. where such things existed. I can't yeah. speak to Flash Gordon because I haven't actually seen any of those. But,
1: yeah, 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 I've seen like some serials, um, or at least the, the Buster Crabs. or I've like I did see the the Max von Sydow, um, nineteen 19- uh, like Queen scored, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. version from like the eighty 80- from like nineteen eighty, I think. And that is, um, not great, but entertaining. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so like, uh, I don't know. I didn't, like, dislike the Triffids. I enjoyed it well enough. It's kind of like a C-plus movie. It's it's more of an interesting concept than a movie itself. Um, the Triffids are fun. Um, they're kind of like neat little monsters. Um, they kind of remind me of, like, thistle bushes that grow out in various (laughs) places. Like... Like uh, every so often, like oh, that's a triffid, um, and my wife would be like, "What? What the hell is a triffid?" And I'm like that's, that's a big evil plant. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that, that that's what I got. So yeah, yeah. Of the of the three, watch what was the one that you liked the most?
0: Uh so given given my general leanings on on horror, in particular, mm-hmm. um, like is maybe not necessarily the best word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> appreciate Got the it's, most out of yeah. Or, yeah 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 um no I'd, I'd i'd say the the exorcist is probably of these three the one that will stick with me the most oh
1: yeah <laughs> that's a dumb question andrew yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so much pea soup
1: yeah so much pea soup um yeah i think with that in mind it's probably Witchfinder general despite me messing up the title um <laughs> but yeah i mean i was i was glad to finally watch the other two but yeah Witchfinder general is definitely the best of the three that i saw I did also get through Mike Flanagan's fall, at The House of Usher, on Netflix, mm. and I like I was kind of tinkering with the idea of like writing up a listicle about about the watch an episode of House of Usher and then watch a corresponding Roger Corman Poe movie, mm. um, but it doesn't it doesn't a hundred percent jive, <laughs> um, but because uh, I actually think you need to watch the the Universal horror the 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 Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff movie The Raven. Mm. Over the Vincent Price Boris Karloff the Raven um, for that particular Netflix series, but that I mean I, I can make up the rules. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll think yeah. about that one. That may be a thing for next year. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So did you uh, yeah. did you give a grade for uh, Triffids?
1: Oh Triffids. Sorry. Oh yeah. About like, like C plus probably. Yeah. Okay. Or, okay. Yeah, or just flat C. Yeah. I, I so. would love to rewatch it with a better transfer. As far as I can yeah. Like um, it doesn't seem. Yeah like, the Blu-rays that have come out or have not been in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and although I have a player that... I have a multi-region player now, I have to get said thing, and I don't like the movie enough to buy it. So...
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Complicates so, things a little.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that, like, um, that, like, Arrow will take... will pick it up at some point. Yeah, Arrow
0: yeah. or or Shout Factory under their, yeah, their like, screen, it, it, it screen label or something. Or shout, it is yeah, it's not a
1: criterion caliber. No. <laughs> um, no. yes.
0: It's, it's, it's one you hear about in passing and it's not completely outside the realm of possibility for Criterion, mm-hmm. but like, this is probably not something they would do. Like they yeah. might talk about it, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be in the collection.
1: Yeah. No, no. Um, if, if it was in the collection, it would be in like some, it would be like I, if that director or if that studio had a particular, it would be part of a box set. Like if there was Yeah. like, an, if, like and I, and I don't think that director or that studio did anything per- or yeah, did anything particularly marvelous um, to to warrant such a thing? So, although it'd be really funny if they just made a box set of science fiction double feature mentioned things.
0: Which now that that is totally the kind of thing they would do.
1: That that would be the thing they would do. Um, but
0: so who knows? Nope. Anyway, so that's uh, that's some of our uh, embarrassing movies that we hadn't seen for various reasons. Mm-hmm. There are plenty more. Don't worry.
1: oh yeah yeah well there's always like every year every every october i try to watch 13 new to me horror films that i haven't seen and i never have a problem finding movies so yeah
0: yep yep but for now that's our show thanks for listening we'll be back again soon with more see you then bye bye